Oh, hey. Um, what are you doing in my house? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm here for a podcast. Okay, but since when did podcasting involve having all of my fine china in a bag? Uh, getting into character? Sure, man, sure. See, Ryan, I put everything back. Yeah, yeah, eventually you did. Eventually is the key word here. Uh, we're back. Yeah. Brand new year. New us, new episode. With a classic. Yes. This is... Uh, a... I didn't... Actually, a funny thing, I didn't know this was actually a, a Ghibli or a Miyazaki movie when I originally watched it years ago. Okay, yeah. The, that's because it's not really one of his stories. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Lupin the Third is... I think older than Studio Gibbler. Yeah, um, getting a little bit of ahead of ourselves. Welcome back to Final Form. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am Ryan Taylor. I'm Mitchell. <laughs> and uh, season two. Season two. We got we got to the second season. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna have some fun this year. We're gonna uh, try and get through some classics that we missed in season one. Yeah. Uh, Try maybe even some stuff that we weren't too fussed on doing in the first place. No, and one we already have planned that's going to be a bit on the weirder yeah. side. Oh, for sure. I mean, I look forward to that episode. Yeah. If it's an anime that people are talking about that people have watched, we're going to try and get around to it. Um, so we're going to kick off the season, uh, as hinted at there, and as you can see in the episode description and title, with uh, the classic The Castle of Cagliostro. I'm never sure how to pronounce that. Uh, that's what it sounded like in the dub. Yeah, so, that's, uh, what it, that's what it sounded like, but at the same time, trying to pronounce it kind of yeah. falls out of your mouth. I hear you, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, this does predate uh, Studio Ghibli. Yeah. 1979. Mm. It is definitely an Oli, and... Um, it's definitely a goodie. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean... Uh, every box I've ever seen has Spiel, Steven Spielberg where it's like it's one of the greatest adventures of all time yes and he ain't lying no. and Spielberg when he put, throws something around the greatest yeah that usually means something oh absolutely um and you can you can almost feel the Spielberg in this like, like does, not, not that he had anything to do with no, it no it, it probably inspired some Spielbergian things though it predates Indiana Jones if yeah, that's any hint, there's you know. definitely some that I, I looked into that, actually, and, and there's nothing official. There's never been any time where he said, this influenced Indiana Jones. But it predates it. There's, He's a fan. There's clearly some, in the back of his mind, subconsciously. Yeah. And we're all guilty. Every creator is guilty of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think there's anything unoriginal about it, but... Uh, no. But so, yeah. We, um, we get to talk about Arsène Lupin Third. Yes. One of anime's longest-running heavy hitters. Oh, big time. And uh, one of the funniest, if you ask me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we're back to talking about Miyazaki. Yep. Uh, he's going to come up a bit. He's going to come up a bit, yeah. We're, we're going to try to do a couple of his movies a year. And but like I, like I said, I didn't really... I watched this movie years ago. Yeah. Forgot, almost really forgot about it. And when re-watching it, I was like, it didn't feel Miyazaki still. It felt very distinctly Lupin. Okay. Which is not a bad thing, 
So when I say like Kiki or uh, Princess Mononoke are still my favorite Miyazaki movies, yeah, that's not incorrect. But this still feels like a stronger movie than those, than those two do. See, my take on it is um, this is his first movie, yeah, um, and I don't think he had fully found his no. style, his voice at the time. Although there are certain things about this movie that definitely the, scream Miyazaki. The animation, especially. The, the setting. That too. The, the castle, the, the whole setting. Like, that is, for me, that's the thing that stands out in most Miyazaki films. Yeah. And it, this movie is no exception. There's a lot of very clearly what will become Miyazaki's speed of animation. Yes. And yep. the castles on the backgrounds are very Miyazaki-ish. But the story is totally not him. Yeah. But... It's, a, it's yeah. one of the better Lupin stories. So it's <laughs> the fact that there's a castle at all, I mean... I'm, he likes castles. <laughs> oh, he certainly does I like mean, I, castles. I'm not going to complain. But this one's actually on the ground, though, so... I mean, yeah. You know. Although its design is very strange in places. Oh, absolutely. And it, yeah. Wouldn't... like if, if that was, like, the neighbor of the castle, this guy, <laughs> no one would bat an eye. That'd be like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's the neighborhood. Sure, why not? But... Uh, so... Where, where are we going to start with this thing? Like, um, I guess we can get into the plot a little bit. Yes. The plot involves... We fall, end up following... Well, Arsene Lupin III, the grandson of Arsene Lupin, who the fa- the uh, famous uh, gentleman thief. Okay, yes. Who's pretty much the archetype of that character, the dashing rogue who, you know, steals for noble reasons or just for sake of... The thrill to steal. Yeah. And the funny thing about our uh, uh, Lupin stories is it's very mired in a lot of copyright issues. Yeah. And Lupin the Third is not an official license by. Oh. Yeah. That's why he's always referred to as Lupin the Third and never, you never see him marketed as Arsene Lupin the Third. Oh. In fact, they actually once tried to make a spinoff of Lupin the 20th. By a Canadian studio, based off the anime, but the the novel of Lup- the owner of Lupin's novels cracked down on that. But they invested so much money in that they decided to continue the project, and we got Inspector Gadget out of that. That makes a lot of sense. It does. It does. Wow. So the funny thing is, though, while the Lupin family always likes to, like the family who owns the the Blanc family cracks down on anyone who tries to misuse the Lupin name. The creator stole Sherlock Holmes for a novel, and <laughs> the family that owns the rights to Sherlock Holmes cracked down on him for illegally using their character. <laughs> so the character became Sherlock Holmes. Wow! <laughs> so it's one of those things totally, where totally different, totally different, absolutely no relation. Which is why totally Arsene Lupin the Third is different from Lupin. Yeah, <laughs> why Lupin. Not? So uh, it's just like. Japanese Japanese copyrights are the funniest, and Western copyrights are equally like yeah so strange. Like the only copyright stories I know that are never funny are the Disney ones. Yeah, those are yeah. more totalitarian state. Yeah, for sure. Um, but but yeah, like um, that just goes to show like the influence from from uh, Lupin is is just it's very clear and like it, it spreads yes. everywhere. Yes, the amount of characters that. I feel are like personally influenced. I mean, there's and again, there's there's not a lot of like paper trails here. You can't no. see the proof, but 
Like, um... If you did the silhouette test... Yeah. You... A lot of them would pass. Yeah, to, I mean, to, peak, to, to speak to my personal favorite, Spike Siegel from Cowboy Bebop is very much a Lupin... Someone once told me, he's like, if you combined Lupin with Lupin's uh, friend, Jigen. Yeah, I could see that, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's not a bad thing, though. No, no, absolutely not. Uh, and I feel like um, most of it is is in good taste. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's uh, a form of, of flattery, you know, yes. like uh, honoring a, a favor and an influence. Yeah. And I've never seen a bad Lupin story. I've seen some boring ones here and there. Okay. But generally, even the worst Lupin story, like Lupin the Third Stories, are just so energetic in places you still kind of enjoy yourself. And so many characters in anime not only will admit that, hey, I'm inspired by Lupin, they'll throw a bone to him, but Lupin himself has this amazing ability to appear in the background of a lot of animes, apparently, because so many creators love him. If they can sneak Lupin in the background, they'll do it. And I, I, I... would love to see some sort of theory where Lupin, you know, crossing over to every anime to steal things in the background. <laughs> like I would watch a series about that of that a would be good, cross-dimensional. Actually. Yeah, that would be fucking great. comedy comedic thief stealing things. Yeah, but there's a lot of difference between how Lupin the Third started in the manga. He originally was, he was a lot closer to novel James Bond. If you know anything about the, no- the novel version of James Bond, I actually haven't read. Um, yeah, Ian Fleming. You, you, no, don't read Ian Fleming's work. It's Bond is not charming in his original works. He's a oh. grump. He's a drunk. He's a womanizer. He assumes the term mas- masculine equals master, feminine equals slave. In uh, one book, legitimately, that's not even like oh me flatterizing. No, that's pretty much what he does. Wow. Yeah. So Lupin was a lot like that in his original novel. He slept mm. with women constantly. He used them to get what he wanted. Yeah. All of them were named Fujiko, but they were all different characters. So when they rebooted it for the first anime, they obviously lightened the hell out of him. And rather than have a dozen women named Fujiko he got running into, they made one character Fujiko. Yeah. Who has become basically his Catwoman in a sense. Yeah. And their relationship is one of the more interesting things. Like, they clearly like each other, but they also clearly like the gold more. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, and that that alone is interesting for us to watch. Yeah. Um, so this the story of this particular yeah uh, Lupin tale. It, it opens with one of the best openings I've seen for an anime movie. Yeah, definitely up there. The ending of a successful casino heist. Yeah. And the animation of them jump, jumping the barriers <laughs> is just so well-timed, and so even the music sting goes well with it. Yeah. And then they find out all the money they stole from this government casino are fakes. Yes. And they decide, hey, what if we find out where all these perfect fakes that are fooling an entire government come from? And it comes from yeah. the castle of Cagliostro. And... Yeah, it's a, it's um, it's a pretty simple. Starts off pretty simple yeah. premise, but I, I don't I don't know how much of it we should get into because it's it's one of those things. It's and it does um, it is very much like a James Bond movie. It is in that like um, simple premise. Yep, that is used to take from setting to setting, from from exciting sequence to sequence, um, 
twists and turns yep. and the gadgets. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's very much it's very much in in line it, with with one of those spy type of movies. Yeah, right? it's basically if we were following the anti James Bond. Yeah, and I, that, that's not a bad thing either. Like, yeah, uh, we like we we mentioned how much clearly Lupin's influenced other things. It's pretty clear Lupin was influenced by spy th- novels. Yes, yeah, and absolutely. Not just the Gentleman Thief. Yes, but because I mean at, at the time of. This creation seventy nine. Uh, there have been quite a few Bond movies yeah. at that point, right? We've had like a couple of the best ones. Yeah, at least some sure. of the best Sean Connery ones. Yeah, yeah, one. exactly. Um, like all, I, I, although I want now the next, uh, like the next reboot of James Bond, or him to wear like the Lupin style red jacket. <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh, uh, yes, for some uh, for anyone who's going to ask, the red jacket is still my is my favorite design for Lupin. Yeah, he's worn a red, a green, a blue. And people will fight over which was the best jacket for him. Oh, okay. And uh, it's one of those things where yeah. I jokingly say, I like the red one, but I don't actually want to start a fight. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I know some people, especially Japanese people, who will fight and say, no, the green era was the best one. I'm like... So are they, are they arguing about just the color or the era of... The yes. Song? I've I've seen some people where, just, where, where the era is the what matters, and they're just using the ja- the color of the jacket to sum up okay. rather than say the number. And yeah. I know some people just like no 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 he looked terrible in blue he looked terrible in blue. What about the story? <laughs> oh, the story was all right, but he looked terrible in blue. Oh. like okay. Um. So, uh, which dub did you? I watched the manga express. I believe it's called. That's the newer dub. Okay. That dub starred. David Hayter, a.k.a. Solid Snake, as Lupin. Mm. And it's a bit more faithful in places than the original. Okay. But there are there are obviously a few changes. I know yeah. some people will argue which one is more faithful. Yeah. The original being the one that's on Netflix. Yes. Okay. That was the first one that was yeah. dubbed in English, and I couldn't get into that one. I, I didn't see anything. The only thing that threw me off, because, I mean, like, I, again, my first time watching the movie... Yeah. Um, was they never actually called him Lupin? It's called Wolf. Yeah, because that's what Lupin literally translates to. It translates to Wolf. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. And they often do do that in certain situations where they cannot usually legally use his. Okay. Lupin name. They have to use Wolf because yeah. hey, you can't trademark Wolf. That's true. But the reason why I couldn't get into it is because my favorite character in the Lupin series is Jigen, the old gruff guy. Yeah. He doesn't sound right. Like, he sounded way, way too young in the Netflix. Okay. And I, I just looked at him going, that sounds like him if he was, like, in his early teens. Not where he's, like, clearly 30. Yeah. Who's been chain-smoking <laughs> and drinking and had, has had a full lifetime of adventures. Yeah. It didn't. It it just clashed so hard in my brain. It took me. It it just took me out of the moment. And okay. Yeah, I get it. And I. That's more my fault than anything else. I'm not trying to say. Oh, you know, that's me now. It's just when you can't get into something for the stupidest reasons. You just can't. Yeah, it happens. And while I really like David Hayer's version of Lupin, it still didn't fit. Lupin that greatly because every now and then he did slip into Snake's gravelly voice in a few places <laughs> and I'm like no Lupin is way too up in the air like, even though Lupin yeah. himself is also a chain smoker yeah. his design 
says, I'm full of energy and life, yeah. he should never sound no, grizzled. No, exactly. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Jigen sounds... He, he looks yeah. like... If you looked open the dictionary and looked for grizzled, you'd see him. Yeah. So maybe the best dub would be a combination. Probably, yes. Yeah. Espe- although, especially if they could let Lupin be called Lupin. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's, a, there's a perfect version somewhere. Somewhere out there. Most people I know will say it was a Japanese version, but the, yeah, well, no, this this is too well, dialogue-heavy places for me to... We're not talking about the best audio track, we're talking about the best dub. Yeah. yeah. And there's somewhere out there, and who knows, we'll be making a third dub eventually. Yeah. Because this is one of... Well, yeah, exactly. ...the better movies, and of course... There's a Blu-ray out there with both versions on there. Hmm. I almost bought that until I found out it was the Australian version. Ah. And I'm like, 12 bucks is still a good price. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it might take a little while to get here. Hmm. But... Um, so, we've talked about the, uh, the voice acting. The, um, the animation. Oh, I, my favorite animated scene is really early it's the car chase yeah the car chase is that great. car that car chase is Absolutely. amazing there's so much energy to it yeah like that like if you just cut that out and said this is Miyazaki's first movie and then showed it next to like you know scene from Kiki or that wonderful uh, house climbing scene in Princess Mononoke for mm. movies we've covered yeah put them side by side you'd realize shit they are yeah exactly like the, the right energy to it. Yeah, you you and you could feel that more in the, in the certain sequences. Yeah, which I mean suits the style of this movie really yeah. well. It has more comedy than those because. Yeah. But it's still so amazing, and even the ending, is <laughs> the most unique ending to a car chase I can think of in a long time. Yeah. yeah. Or how often do you see a car chase where a guy lowers himself at the end of the movie with his grappling hook via his belt control? Yeah. Which is hand powered. Um, so yeah, I I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. I really enjoyed this. Um, How do you think it, it built built up the mysteries throughout? Like, did it just did they just throw mysteries at you, or do you felt they built them up just right? I I think they did a good job. Of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But the first mystery is why is this woman in a, in a wedding dress being chased by guys in suits? Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's <laughs> that's your opening mystery, and you're <laughs> yeah. like, huh. Okay. That's sure. different. Right? Yeah. Why do the guys in suits have bulletproof tires on their car? Yeah, and it, it that's I feel like that it makes a good uh not a mystery hook film, but like like a adventure. Yeah, a, a great adventure film will be like, okay, you you're going to be asking this question but when you get the answer, it's only going to lead to another question yeah. until you finally get to the conclusion of the movie. Yeah, I guess that's a, yeah, yeah, that's much better than putting it. Yeah, or at least to the um, climax. Yeah, the climax, and, and then okay, okay, the the answers are laid in front of you. It's time for you know how's he gonna yeah how's he gonna overcome the problem, mm. whatever that may be, right? Um. No, I feel like it's it's well paced. Uh, like you said, there's a lot of like really high energy. Um, s- just enough like slow points for you to go. Okay, I can yeah. calm down. I can catch my breath. Yes. And like I said, I watched this movie before, but I kind of forgot it. And the entire time, I was pretty much on the edge of my seat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
And just uh, like I said, like some of these sequences, the yeah. the different like a lot of chase scenes. Yeah, of course. That's um, that's what makes me feel feel the most Spielberg is there's yeah a lot of my favorite Spielberg movies have chases in them. Yeah, like this for some reason when I watched this movie, I immediately thought of this Tintin movie. Oh yeah, which yeah, I yeah. love that Tintin movie. Oh me too. Yeah, and, but how many chases were in that movie too? Oh my god! It's and funny. like that's like the most one to one. Like yeah, I feel like Tintin is the most Lupin the Third he's ever ever gonna make. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Indiana Jones close second. Close second, yeah, but Tintin, I don't know, just yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Yeah, the that Tintin movie is very underrated. Oh, nobody talks about it. No, and no. I, I love the Tintin cartoons, and that is basically like here, here's a nice yeah. hunk of nostalgia pie, and like yeah. So, um, but another uh, I forgot to mention this one. Two more big influences this movie had. Um, the Disney animated movie The Great Mouse Detective yes that was heavily influenced by considering the... both of their villains end up around clock towers yeah 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 that's pretty one to one yeah uh, although I will say uh, Radigan was a much more interesting villain than the villain Radigan's from... so great yeah he's yeah. an underrated Disney yeah, villain I, yeah I, I love The Great Mouse Detective that's that was my favorite Disney movie for years and years yeah. and years and with pretty obvious why I like this Lupin movie so much. Yeah, the uh, the director, I forget his name off the top of my head, but mm. um, he cited uh, specifically Castle of Cagliostro as a huge influence on him. Mm. And um, the other one, uh, noted terrible human being John Lasseter, uh, one of the founders of Pixar. Ah. Yeah. I was like, where have I heard that guy's name yeah. before? Not a good person. No, but, I, 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 I've only ever heard his name like said with venom. Yeah, <laughs> in the tone. Yeah, I won't get into that. Yeah, but, let's not. That's a that's but, a podcast. For but me. but the the legacy that he and his fellow co creators have had on yeah the world of animation. I mean, uh, like the this guy in particular uh, cited Castle of Cagliostro as a huge influence on him. And then went on to create the Toy Story movies and A Bug's Life and Cars and so on, right? And I mean, I feel like the, the you could see some of the influence in in Toy Story yeah. specifically, yeah, um, yeah. At least in in some of the sequences, especially the ending chase scene in Toy Story. Yes, that feels very yes, Miyazaki speed. Yep, yep. And was also my favorite part of that movie. Yeah, I, I think it probably holds up the best. Yeah, 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 for sure. Mostly because you're not seeing a lot of humans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the animation holds up the best in Toy Story when when you're not seeing the janky looking people. Yeah, when they have to move really fast, so you yeah. can't see them clipping in places. Yeah, because they had the animation on like the texture animation on those toys perfectly. Oh yeah. And then the humans were like, "Oh, you're like a big toy. <laughs> you're not as shiny as the other toys." Okay. Uh, um. Anyway. So, okay. Uh, what do you think of Lupin's crew? I really, um, I, what's the other guy's name? Not, not, uh, uh the names, the names escape me. A I can bit. never remember his name, and I know for a fact Soul's gonna kick my ass with is, is it like Go- Goemon? Goemon, Goemon. Goemon. He's named after a famous, uh, Japanese thief. Okay. Goemon, uh, with yeah. kind of a Robin Hood like figure in Japan. Yes. Mythos. And, I'm, I'm guessing he has a bigger part in other Lupin stories. Goemon is essentially uh, the best example I can go with because you're wearing because of your shirt you're wearing. He's basically the Green Ranger. Okay. He doesn't show up constantly. Yeah. He's there every now and then, and he's not really that interested in 
thievery, from what I recall. He's more yeah. interested in testing his metal. Literally, his katana is supposed to be the sharpest thing in that universe. Okay. He's looking for something that is a wor- worthy to cut for his blade to cut. Okay. He'll still use it to help his friends. Yeah. Like when Lupin's on fire, he cuts the clothes off Lupin so he's not burning more. Yeah. And in the dub I watched, his reaction was, "This was not a worthy slice." Like, this was not worth of my sword. Okay. Why did I draw my sword for this unworthy item? Yeah. <laughs> his friend is falling on fire. That's his reaction. Yeah. Goemon's the stoic... He's basically... Yeah. Goemon feels like the father to Samurai Jack mm-hmm. in terms of his animation, his walking, his wandering, his barely speaks. Yeah. I feel like I, feel like I missed a little something with him. Yeah. In that he, I I hadn't seen any other Lupin. He's at, more along the lines of we threw him in because we wanted the whole four man crew of yeah. Lupin, uh, Jigen, Goemon, and Fujiko. Yeah. But I I'm guessing if if I'd seen Yeah he, some other Lupin stuff, then I would probably Yeah. But you know. a lot of his input in the story is pretty much that unless he's the main character. Yeah. Or okay. The, the main driving force for that yes. that story. Yeah. He just shows up He's a fucking badass. Yeah. Speaks maybe four or five lines and then leaves. Okay. Okay. I'm into it. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's that thing is he's a nice background character in last situation. Yeah. He doesn't need to be the main character, but when they make him the main character, it usually involves a lot of samurai style duels or uh, intense, more ninja style espionage. Yeah. I I really enjoyed yeah, again the other name. What's the uh, Jigen or Fujigen? Jigen. Yeah, I really enjoyed not just Jigen but the um, the chemistry between. Yeah, Jigen G- is usually the one most often seen with Lupin. Yeah. Every now and then there's a story where it's out Jigen, but Jigen is I, I at times the older brother or the younger brother to Lupin in terms of what the story needs them to be. Okay, but Jigen is famous for every woman he loves ends up dying. Ah. So he drinks a lot, from what okay. I remember. And he's my favorite character because he's the greatest sharpshooter in his universe. Okay. Nobody is better. And they've given a thousand reasons why he's such a badass shot. And one of the, my favorite ones is apparently he uses his hat as an aiming reticle. <laughs> That's why his hat is always on. Fair but enough. He's, he's their gun guy. He's the yeah. guy who's going to like, oh, we need to shoot something yeah. or we need heavy artillery. I'll get a tank. Yeah. Like, uh, he carried around, like, armor-piercing rounds. Yeah. Like, in his jacket. Yeah. Who does that? Jigen does that. The, uh, the back and forth between the two of them, it kind of reminded me of, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen this, uh, the movie Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. No, I have not, but I've heard a lot about yeah, it. Yeah, the, the characters played by Johnny Depp and Benicio Del Toro, it had that very, like, one of them is completely over-the-top, lively, and the other one is kind of just like I've seen shit. Like, like in in especially in, in the opening when yeah. they're the, in the driving scenes that, that really kind of I don't know. Like, I don't know if, if there was any influence there or not, or maybe it's just a you know. It could just be one of those great ideas. Yeah, just an idea that works, right? But uh, yeah, uh, that, I don't know. That came to mind. Yeah, for no. sure. There's lots of examples of that out there where the energetic one is the leader. Yeah. And the, Gruffer Walder one is just kind of there. Yeah. But it's also there to keep him in line. Like, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is where he basically grapples Lupin to take him to spill, but what do you know what's going on? Yeah. yeah. You've been here before, you little shit. Yes, exactly. I, I really enjoyed that. And also the scene where they got a flat tire and they rock the scissors for who does it. They don't even, in the dub I watch, they don't even, like, discuss who's going to do it. They're just like, 
Hey, uh, fine. Rock, paper, scissors, rock, paper, scissors. And the loser immediately assumes I gotta change the tire. Yeah. And that tells you, that scene alone tells you, these guys have been doing whatever they've been doing for yeah, years. Uh, that opening is really effective at, like, it doesn't matter if you'd, you've ever seen any Lupin at all. Here are the characters, and just, like, very subtly, you know, this is what they're all about, this yeah. is why they're here, this is who they are. Yeah. And, yeah, like, I... I you know, five ten minutes in, you feel like okay, I know, I know, I know what's going on. Yeah. I, know, I, I get this. Yep. Without them having to use expository dialogue or, or give a long flashback. Sequence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's there for when you want to find out. There's several mini series where they discuss the background of just Jigen's background. Yeah, for sure. Fujiko's background or Goemon's background, and Lupin ends up being a third fiddle. Yeah. Just in the background, or yeah. shows up as a Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, and I'm like, that's how you build a crew. Yeah, it's very, it's very effectively done. Yeah, you can have the main story, which is just these four, or two of them, or whatever number you need for that story to work together, or you can have the spin-off shows where we find out why do they work together. Yeah, but still leave enough mysteries where you can fill in the blanks. Yeah, and that's what you get from a show. I don't remember when Lupin first, when the manga first started for Lupin. Oh my god. Only thing I know about it is the creator, Monkey Punch, hates the name Monkey Punch. His editor gave it to him, and if Lupin had never succeeded, no one will remember the name Monkey Punch. <laughs> but he still has to say, I, I, I am Monkey Punch for all of his Lupin creation, because otherwise people go, Who are you? <laughs> and I cannot imagine how terrible that must feel. Like, you're famous for creating one of the greatest thing ever, Mr. Monkey Punch. <sighs> Yeah. It's like if that, that, you know, the Starbucks joke where they risk write your name, but everyone does it. <laughs> oh, my. Um, yeah. Um, this was a lot of fun. I don't know if I have a whole lot more to say yeah. about. Without uh, going I, into spoiler territory. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If we did, I think we could go for a while. But it's not the last time we're going to... Uh, talk about Lupin. No, we're and, definitely going to come and back. Definitely not the last, last time we'll talk about Miyazaki. No, unfortunately the last time we talked about the two together. Yeah. Which I still think I, I think this might be my favorite Miyazaki movie but it's not my favorite Stuart Ghibli movie obviously. Yeah. Um, Proto-Ghibli I guess we could call this. Yeah. Um, it. I think this is a, honestly a contender for my favorite Miyazaki now. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it's it's this is a movie you could easily rewatch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, I like I, I like Kiki a lot, but yeah. I really only feel like watching it every now and then when I feel like I need something really uplifting or really sweet. Yeah. yeah. Mononoke, no, that's too dense. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I will watch it, but I, I'll never like maybe every three or four years I'll feel like oh hey I haven't watched Mononoke yeah. for but this one I could probably see myself watching. Well, I mean that. That style, like the, the comparisons we've made already. I mean, yeah, uh, the, Night and Day. the adventure style of Bond and Indiana Jones and the, these types of movies—they lend themselves to rewatching. Yeah, they like they're they're better as rewatched movies. Yes, yeah. and this is one of the ones where it seems really good. Like, yeah. uh, I like the 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 three Indiana Jones movies we got, where there's only three. Yeah, but I can never rewatch Temple of Doom. I yeah. like it. I don't consider it a bad movie, but I never feel like rewatching it. No. If I'm going to watch it, it's part of the marathon. Well, Temple of Doom didn't, didn't age. Well. No, no, it did not. <laughs> yeah, no. But even when I was younger yeah. and was not as 
aware of the world. Yeah. I never came back to it very often. Yeah. But uh, Last Crusade. Yeah. I freaking love that one. That's my favorite one of the, of the three. Uh, you know what? I, I might have to agree with you. Last Crusade may be my favorite Indiana Jones movie. I mean, I, I like the first one. Oh, yeah. The Raiders. first one I can rewatch over and over. But The Last yeah. Crusade, God, I think that's one of my favorite. That's probably in my top ten movies. Yeah? Yeah. Probably at number ten, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's... it th- Like, that one has the back and forth kind of like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because it... A character like, again, uh, Lupin, Indiana Jones, Spike Siegel, James Bond, they work better when they have a, a sort of... Uh, a sort of straight man to yeah. bounce off like the, the comedy works the comedy works yeah. and the action works and yeah. the action comedy especially works yep there's so, much, there's so many more physical sequences you can do when you have two people to try and keep yeah. accountable right yeah yeah uh, yeah definitely I, I fully agree with that um, I've got some I I Got some anime-related news. I figure we could get into. Sure. Because there's been there's been a few things. As there has late. been yes. Uh, first off, completely related. Um, they announced six hours ago, as of or maybe seven now, um, that there will be a new Lupin third movie uh, airing sometime in this winter. Nice. Called uh, Lupin Third Goodbye Partner. Ooh. Yeah. No real details yet as to what's going on there, but interesting. Title alone, considering he has, he stick with his partners. Yeah, considering this conversation we just had, yeah, it is uh, intriguing to say the least. Um, I believe I sent this one to you the other day. Pokemon Red and Blue live action film. I mean, technically, it's a video game movie, yeah, but I mean, a lot of people associate Pokemon with the anime. Well, the thing is, like, even with Detective Pikachu, it is technically a video game movie. Yeah. But like, the anime has so much of an influence on them. exactly. Like the the anime has influenced how the characters are portrayed in the games. Yeah, I mean, even. they retroactively gone back and are trying to put in Pikachu's anime voice cries instead of the original voice cry they gave in the game. Exactly. Yeah. I'm fine with that. So yeah, a red and blue live action film. I, I don't know how to feel about that. Like, I I need more details. Yeah, I think they're they're expecting big things from Detective Pikachu. Yeah, yeah they clearly are. Yeah. So but I then think, again, remember the joke I made about the first Pokemon movie, where they literally call it the first Pokemon movie. Yeah. They know it's a cash cow. Yeah. And no need reason to hide it. Yes. And it reminds me of our that statement we made in the uh, statement I made in Jedi Rapids where. Western fan, Western studios think video game movies will replace the comic book movie. Yeah. I mean, as long as they're good, I don't care what replaces the comic book movie. Yeah. But, I don't know, I, I always feel more, like, live action anime movies have a bad rap, mm-hmm. but it's nothing compared to a lot of live action video game movies. No, no. There's so few that are decent. No, and there's not even like a, a good live action anime movie, but none of them have been like... Yeah. Yeah, like, what would you prefer? A pile of mediocre versus, like, one or two decent movies in a pile of absolute Hell, trash. Hell, I'd actually argue that video game movies generally only have a handful of decent scenes. 
yeah. compared to movies. I mean, I, my favorite video game movies aren't direct adaptations of video games. Yes. Like, I think Wreck-It Ralph is yes. great. I think uh, this year's Ready Player One was great. Um, which, again, it, it's... Yeah, I, I, it, yeah, that's it's a, a video game movie, but it's not like a, a direct, you know, you know, like movies about video games. Like, have I, so I far really think exceeded. they need to pick like movies, like, games with actual deeper story, mm. rather than let's make a Mario movie. Mario's not really known for his stories, even no. his his RPGs are purposely light on story. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. They keep trying to make his games cinematic, and no, please stop doing that. Oh, God, yeah. So, let's make a train wreck of cinematic, like, video games into a cinematic movie. I got loads of potential. But, honestly, they could easily pick, like, I know Konami's up in, up in the years, but they could easily make a Metal Gear movie. Yeah. They could easily turn that Castlevania Netflix series into a series of movies. I'd watch the crap out of that. Yeah. Stuff like that where there is heavier story or heavier lore. Yeah. Like, Legend of Zelda would be the best example of a Nintendo it, one. I've never really played them myself, but I feel like the Mass Effect movie, uh, games would probably work. They would translate one-to-one really yeah. well. I feel like maybe even a TV show would work. Oh, I would prefer like a Netflix yeah. series, yeah. yeah. Um, they could easily make a horror movie out of the Metroid series. Yeah, but for they, would sure. ju- they would just make it into an action movie, though. Oh yeah, for sure. They would not like it's it based off the original Alien. Uh-huh. They w- just they do w- that. Yeah. <laughs> Only it make uh, the main character even more badass. Yeah. Which, considering a lot of people would think she's the most badass female character ever in movies, <laughs> they'd be like, "How do you do that?" Yeah. But, um. Uh, sorry, I just thought there was one more. Uh, speaking of, like, we'll run the topic of, the, of this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a Pokemon anime movie coming out this year. Yes. Pokemon the movie Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, which is a bit of a wordy title. I know. it's. A, they've been doing this trend the last few years of when they re-release a game, like yeah. remake a game, they yeah. make a movie that ties kind of back to it. Okay. But they also add in one new Pokemon that's brand new mm. or newish. So... Uh, there was a legendary discovered in Pokemon Go, Melmetal or Melt—I forget what's called. Okay. And he hasn't been in a movie yet, so everyone's like, "Okay, can follow the pattern. Mewtwo will fight this thing." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "It's getting kind of sad when people are noticing patterns in your in your yearly movies." Yeah. Yeah. But they're generally at least entertaining. Yeah. But I, I, I like we said, the Mew—the Mewtwo. Our last one I saw was three or four, and I haven't come back because mm-hmm. there's like. I don't know how many there are. <laughs> the answer is too many. Yeah. Um. One little last thing. I just feel like it's too big not to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I know the rage is gonna fill you a little bit. <sighs> Dragon Ball Super Broly. Is that the title? I think Bro- that's what it's called. Bro- Broly. Super. I don't know what it's called. I, I, yeah. I have not seen a single trailer for it. I have not seen a single review of it. I know it's doing a lot of... It it's apparently is canon, which... I've heard I, good things. I've heard good things, and my own reaction is, a lot of people enjoy it. I just really am not interested in Broly. Yeah, I know. And they've apparently retconned his character to a great degree. Okay. But at the same time, the damage to me has already been done. Yeah. Like, the character was bland and interesting when he was first done, bland and interesting the second time I saw him. Third time I saw him, he was... Somehow even worse, 
And I'm not even talking about the movies. I'm talking about the games. Yeah. Uh, his movies were always the weakest of all the Dragon Ball movies. Like, I remember... I don't know when I did it. I once marathoned all 13 Dragon Ball Z movies. I regretted all three Broly ones. Mm. And technically, there are two or three movies that are technically worse. Like, they are, on a technical level, yeah. hot pieces of flaming garbage. I enjoyed them more. Yeah. Because I could make fun of them. Yeah. Or they're at least... I'm like, oh, there's at least a good idea here. Yes. Broly is just... Big, no word, smash Kakarot. Um, so I managed to. I decided to replace the question of the episode. Okay. With a quiz. Ooh. Because Dragon Ball Broly. I I don't know if, know if that's the right title. Dragon Ball Super Broly. I think is what it's called. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, is officially the twelfth highest grossing anime film of all time. Wow. It has made eighty eight million dollars already. Gee, well, good for it. Yeah. So the quiz that I have prepared for you. Oh god, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm they, not gonna do all this. I'm getting the feeling. Can you name how many of the movies that have grossed more than this can you name? How many of the top eleven highest grossing anime films? I, I wanna say Ghost in the Shell was one. No. Okay. Uh, uh, the uh, the only hint I'm going to give is it ties into at least two topics we've talked about in this episode. Well, it's obviously going to be one of the Miyazaki ones. I'm going to say Spirit Away. Yes, that is number two. That is that made two hundred eighty nine million dollars. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, Surprising amount of, of newer stuff on here. Honestly. Uh, just. Uh, I'm just going to spit part. Spit, spit, yeah, just one go, of my go. favorite one of my favorite anime movies. Did Summer Wars make that list? Summer Wars is not on the list. Uh, the girl who oh, I remember the name of something. Oh, um, the girl who something with time. It, it's it's not there, but I think uh, girl leapt through time. Leapt through time. That yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I, I don't know. I figure I figured this would just be a bit of fun to talk. Oh about. no, it is fun. Just yeah. like put me on the spot much. Um, because I'm not a statistics kind of guy. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Okay, that's fair. But you got you got you got one out of the the. <laughs> Two or three guesses you made. Yeah, I, I at least knew which was. I'm pretty sure that's Miyazaki's best movie in terms uh, of gross sales. I'm gonna run through from eleven to one. Sure. The highest grossing anime movies of all time. We can talk about whatever we've seen. Sure. I've, I've I haven't seen most of the list honestly. Uh-huh. Uh Number eleven is also a, a movie from 2018. Detective Conan Zero: The Enforcer. Oh, I didn't even know it was a Detective Conan movie. That. Made over a hundred million dollars. Sweet. Um. I don't know. You might know Detective Conan as Case Closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with. The, and, and as a small tangent, the last Case Closed thing I ever saw was Case it was Detective Conan versus Lupin the Third. Oh, which yeah. is a pretty inter- entertaining movie. Yeah, I, I need to delve into that at some point. Oh yeah, uh, Pokemon the movie 2000. Would not have thought that. Uh, 133 million. Jesus. Um, another Miyazaki movie, The Wind Rises, made 136 million dollars. I didn't even know. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen that one. That was I've even heard of that one. That's his most recent one. That was oh, the one about. Um, yes. It's it's like not fantastical at all. I think it's like a biographical movie of. That's why uh, I haven't heard about it. I believe I, something to do with flying. I can't. Well, I'm interested because yeah. his flight animation is always exactly. Yeah. Uh, the Secret World of Arietti. Never heard of that one. It's I. Can't remember if that is a Ghibli movie. I don't think it is. I, I know it was nominated for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Princess Mononoke, of course. Yeah. More Miyazaki in there. Surprise. That made over $150 million. Uh, to bring it back to uh, one of our recent episodes, Pokemon, the first movie, comes in at number six. Wow, that's a lot harder than I thought. $163 million. Jeez, often. They've really, like, had us on a, on a string yeah, back then, yeah. right? Um, one of the only ones on the list that I haven't heard of, Stand By Me Dorimon? Well, Dorimon is a big Japanese character. Who's okay. It's a children's character. Okay. I don't know anything about Dorimon. I didn't even know he had movies. Not surprised, though. So, okay. I, I should really get used to the idea that everything has a movie in Japan. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, that explains the amount of money then. Kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's also a long-running series, so kids plus nostalgia. Yeah. That wonderful bubbling pot of gold. Yep. Uh, Miyazaki back again at number four, Ponyo. Okay, never would have thought Ponyo would have outdone. Over over $200 million. Would never have thought that would have done half as good as... Uh, Mononoke because no one talks about that one yeah I know right? and that is one of my favorites for sure one of we'll, my least favorites of his actually we'll, we'll get around to it oh yeah 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 for sure but the, a bad <laughs> Miyazaki movie is nothing mm. like other movies um number three Howl's Moving Castle really yeah which I can see that that's a fun movie yeah yeah it is yeah and it's got a following and it does it know. does um, like I, I expected half the list to be Ghibli, but I was like, I'm not going to start gambling on which ones. Yeah, I well, it's, you, you never know, right? And looks surprisingly, like, well, I mean, the that Super Broly movie—that's the highest grossing Dragon Ball Z movie. Yeah, because there's no more Dragon Ball on this list at all. No, uh, Spirited Away, as I said, was number two, and the highest grossing anime film of all time, Your Name, from 2016. Really? Yes, made over 350 million dollars. It's not even, not even close. Like it, it no. is, it is like fifty to sixty million dollars higher Jeez. than Spirited Away. I so we're gonna have to do that. Oh, sometime. Uh, I was just gonna say the exact same thing. Like we now have to see that. Like why did that one? I I haven't seen it yet. I know nothing about it. Okay, let's let's put that on the. Uh, well, on, that's on, on the docket somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's put that on the on the upcoming dockets. Yeah. Uh, it's highest grossing anime film of all time. Apparently, very sad, very emotional movie. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. I don't know anything about the plot. I just know it's supposed to be fantastic. Maybe I. When she said sad, I think I may have heard of it, but on like top ten lists of things well, yeah. that make people cry. Yeah, exactly. Right. Which. Yeah. Yep. So. Well, we know we now have a small hit list. Yes, we we certainly do. We've already knocked to, off at least yep. one thing from that hit list. Yep, that is true. And uh, we've got uh, we've got our next couple episodes all planned out. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have some fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, couple off schedule already that I'm I'm absolutely giddy for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm excited for the, for our upcoming episodes for sure. I, I like I'm really glad we started with such a really good energetic movie. Yeah, started for season exactly. two. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I feel like if nothing else, our first couple episodes of this season are. We're gonna have. There's gonna be stuff to say, yeah. <laughs> whether we enjoy it or not. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be stuff to say. But uh, there's a couple of things we have lined up early on that we yeah. already know we like. Yeah, that's true. Um, so you wanna you wanna talk about the next episode's topic? I think you should. Okay. Considering you're the one grinning ear to ear, I know nothing about it. Like I, I I've I've seen 
people talk. Mm-hmm. I've heard it's controversial. It is current. We don't generally do current stuff. No. Um, we're going to do Goblin Slayer. I'm not sure how to feel about <laughs> from what I've seen. You, you've watched some of this? I've watched a couple of scenes. I've watched people deconstruct it. Yeah. So I don't know how to feel about it. A lot of people said it was going to be the second Overlord, and then it fumbled really okay. early on. Or it... I've I ju- all I've heard is a lot of talk. Yeah, uh, in a, in a lot of directions. Like, I like other animes I've seen with uh, that came out around this 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 time like a couple years ago that had just as much controversy. This one didn't end up getting painted nearly as well negatively as some of the shows that I've. Uh, okay. The last show I can think of that had this much controversy this fast was Darling in the Frank. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. And I couldn't get into it. like that one's had threw up. All the red flags for me. Yeah, and a lot of the content creators I fall, they tried it and they said no, stay away. There's yeah. only like one anime guy I follow who actually defends it, and he's very eloquent about it, and it's very civil and a very intelligent yeah. argument. But it still was enough to make me go, yeah, no. But Goblin Slayer, nobody's like, there's not enough people picking a side. They just say, here's some controversies, yeah, and then they walk away like. Yeah, it's like do with this as you will. I'm like, I'm not sure how to feel. Like this is new territory for us. I I've I've only really heard that a lot of people were talking about it, and I've seen people talking about it, but I haven't seen much of the actual content. Yeah. So I'm kind of going in blind. A I know little a little bit. bit about it. And I know what the well, one of the major uh, red flags for a lot of the people I follow. Yeah. About it, but. Whether or not that's actually true is another thing. I mean, yeah. uh, a couple of times, I, I like, like I said, I follow a lot of people online, and not oftentimes do I find okay. Your argument didn't make much sense, but yeah, this one is one of the ones where they're all still saying it's controversial. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, that'll be that'll the be next a, episode. We'll we, we we got a lot to talk about yeah. there. Let's sure. let, let's stop hype, trying to figure out what the future holds <laughs> and actually travel to the future. Do you have a method? Um, day by day. Oh, shit. So let's, let's travel to the future. Look, I was trying to be inspirational, but I'm not very good. I'm a depressed man, okay? We're, we're, tr- we're going back to the future in real time. <laughs> okay. That sounds good to me. All right. Okay. And on that note, uh, yeah, thanks for listening to Final Form. You can always check out more episodes of Final Form, Jedi Dropouts, Hyper Battle... Whenever and, I get that started back up. Yeah, and all that other crazy stuff. Uh, season 3 of Jedi Dropouts will be coming soon. Uh, hopefully in the next couple weeks. Um, you can check all that out over at www.jedidropouts.podbean.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, just realizing now that that whole spiel is muscle memory now. I don't actually have to remember what I'm saying. It just my my, my mouth just does it for me without my brain. Good for you. Yeah. And I bet you still can't remember your own cell phone number. It definitely has a seven in it. <laughs> I am sure of that. <laughs> all right, everybody. You all take care. Later.
This has been a Jedi Dropouts production.